You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is, is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash. I'm your host, Dan Morris. Joining me this week, we have uh, Jake Brown in the brown coat. Yo, yo, yo. It's not, it's not brown. <laughs> I mean, it's brown. No, it's like black. <laughs> I don't know. My wife it's says brown. I'm colorblind. I don't it's, realize. It's brown. It could be maroon, burgundy. Yeah. Anyways, black. Maria Kinnan. It's, it's maroon. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and also, we have a special guest joining us this evening. We have Chase Bethia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Chase, you are here because, one, you're a cool dude. And I'm happy to get you on here and talk to you because, I, mm. but also, you. Uh, you are a video game composer, music maker. Yes. Titles, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A video game composer. Maestro of the video game awesome. music. That's uh, pretty awesome, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get to know you a little bit and talk to you. We don't have to go too hard on it, but uh, why don't you start us off with just a little background about yourself, who you are, where people can possibly find you, and anything you want to talk about tonight uh, that you've worked on. Yeah, sure. So I've been working in the industry for over a decade now, and I've shipped about 20, almost close to 25 games since that time. So the portfolio is getting quite big and getting more excited about that. My work is typically known from the soundtrack of a ground and also possibly most recently, my other award that I just recently got from the next awards is on the power of parrots. So one, two awards for that. I was also nominated for my score for I can escape darkness, which is a sequel to I can escape, which is a really popular game that even Markiplier had played back in the time. So that was interesting there. And then I've been featured in Destructoid for my work for Cubic Climber. And so I've been just writing games for, like I said, it's just so long. It's one of my greatest passions. I love it. I continue to hopefully do it for the rest of my life and go from there. I was born and raised in Chicago and I went been around like music most of my life and I played alto saxophone was in choir in fifth and fifth to seventh grade and I moved out to California and then I went ended up going to more pro college and getting a composition degree and then before then I was at Los Angeles recording school getting an audio engineering degree and then I went to Cal State Northridge and got my media composition degree 
So all the degrees to make sure that was, I was actually doing school while I was in the industry. So by the time I had got to the bachelor program of Cal State Northridge, I was already nominated for that score of I Can Escape Darkness. So that was doing a really interesting path of a challenge to say the least of, I don't recommend most people do, but I made it possible to just, I decided I wanted to work in the game industry before I finished nice. school. So I just made it happen. But yeah, there's a couple of scoring, right, currently scoring about like several games right now. Most of them I can mention is that Stardander, which is also developers of a ground. They is Stardander, Stardander School for Witches. And that's a vision of our RPG. Currently wrapping up the score for that. And then I'm also scoring the sequel to a ground, which is called a ground zero, same developer <laughs> and doing both of those at the different time. And then I've got like a couple of different projects. They the Rinwash Tales and that's by Threefold Presents, which a historical game in itself is actually now featured in the British library. So it's, it's pretty impactful if you're not familiar with the movement of Windrush. It's a very historical thing about people from the Caribbean came over to the UK to help with jobs and rebuild the UK after a certain war. And so to be part of this history of my heritage is partially Bayesian or people say Barbadian, but in the islands we say like Bayesian of our terms of referencing ourselves and the UK, which actually my mom was raised in the UK, but she's born in Barbados. So this is kind of like a whole tie into that, which is I'm very fortunate to be part of that project. And so if you want to keep up with me and chasebethea.com and you can find me on Twitter. And if you're interested in you know, collaborating or of course, just reach out to me on my website or you can yeah, find I was just me thinking like if well. there was a dev out there who's heard your work before and wanted to contact you, is that the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Those cool. are the best ways. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Yeah, I uh, definitely appreciate some of the work that I've heard of yours. I have to dig into the ground one a little bit more, but what I've seen, I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. But definitely your most recent project there at the uh, Peril and Paris, that one was one of the first ones that I checked out after getting uh, introduced to you. And I was like, oh, this, these are some jams. Like, yeah. all right. Jams, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> Thank you. really thank really you. good stuff but yeah uh let's get into some fun stuff you know thank you for telling us all about you know where you've come from and how you've gotten here and like uh it's just awesome to hear about you know how you did that and let's just talk about some of our favorite video game music and you know like obviously music is an essential part of any video game and a, you can't not have music in a video game or even maybe the lack of music right, in a right. sense to really add to atmosphere and tone. Um, but you actually wrote, yes. was that a blog about your top 50 soundtracks? Yeah. So I was challenged when I was at Cal State Northridge, someone who wanted to get into games like, a, and I, I it was kind of like being like a Clark Kent in class. I couldn't, I'm not saying I'm Superman <laughs> of this, but it was mostly like, they thought that I came from like, they didn't know that I had already done so many games that I had, that I was nominated by that time that I had been, had some of these things already done. So someone approached me and said, Hey, so how does it go? And what do you do? And then he was something on breaks. And then he challenged me and said, Hey, I need, I'm going to be going on vacation or something over the break. I need your best recommendation of video game soundtracks go when I was thinking, okay. So I gave it to him, but then I thought, I bet I'm going to get this question again at some point. I'm just going to make a blog. <laughs> so I ended up just making a blog out of it. And I'm glad I did because I actually did get that question quite a few times. What's your characteristics that you apply to you? Like the best, you know, soundtracks. 
what exactly applies to that? Eclecticness. I'm not. And you can tell through the, through the list that I have that it's not the typical list. It's not a Super Mario. It's, there's not a lot of Zelda on there. There's not a lot of the normal of whatever people surfacing of or that people really gravitate to. My ears are very distinguished in knowing, okay. And, and this is also, this is because of specific games I was introduced to that I gravitated to. I, I games that I was introduced to as a child, a lot of it was just most like given to me or like slightly introduced, but I didn't, if people talked about Star Fox and Super Nintendo, mm. I didn't have that, but my dad had Mega Turk, you know, in Sega Genesis and Chris Hulsbeck scored that. So that doesn't sound like Star Fox, right? It's a whole different type of style. And with that, you can, I, I, I look when I'm getting like, when I have my Game Boy, I have Batman Forever because I traded a game with a friend and, then I have Stargate or I have Turok Battle of the Binosaurs and I'm involved with that music. And that's not, I picked up on the Turok Game Boy game. I was like, Turok on Game Boy? Really? Like, but that was like you, like I didn't play that game growing up, but I did grow up playing Universal Soldier on my Game Boy. And that music Hmm. is burning my brain. Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park games on Game Boy. I still have them. I'm on the Game Boy. Those are burned in my brain. But it's like, man, I never think of like, the Game Boy to think of, you know, video game music and how important it could be. Masterpiece. (laughs) It's it's hyper important. I mean, I play Turok Battle of the Banner Switch music all the time. And if you (laughs) go back in the level design, it comes back for it. And yeah, Alberto Gonzalez is just pure genius for the work that he did. But just in in that sense, taking with Yuzo Koshiro on Beyond Oasis and the style that he did that. And people know Yuzo Koshiro for Streets of Rage Mm. all day long. But no one talks about Beyond Oasis and the 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 range of that that happened. And it's that was see that was my introduction. I had Mega Turk and I had Beyond Oasis. I had Pitfall. Everyone else had you know Sonic the Hedgehog too. And I played that in Earthworm Jim. But and you're you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to suffer ones. through Jake and I That's every it. time we're gonna talk about Donkey Kong Country <laughs> because we both yeah, think Donkey Kong Country is one of the best video game music <laughs> of all time. I mean, I I get it. <laughs> I have the soundtrack it's, it's on my right computer. Now. I will put that on and listen to it like while I'm editing and stuff. It's a jam. It is, it's yeah. a jam. It's a jam. No, no. I saw nothing but bangers on it. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, the... I was fortunate, actually, by the three I've mentioned. Alberto Gonzalez, who did Turok. Yuzo Koshiro, Beyond Oasis and Streets of Rage. And you all, David Wise, who did Donkey Kong Country. All three of those follow me on Twitter. And so I'm, it's a, it's amazing to know that they like my work so much. And, and there's reasons why that kind of happened in, in every scenario, but the mm-hmm. ones that y'all mentioned, yeah. I'm connected to. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's kind of just, it's just, it's like that one of those, I can't really believe that I was used, I was playing their music and now the internet is just great. The internet is just awesome. That is pretty nice cool. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so did you guys, I want to give everyone a chance here to like, I, I kind of jumped into it with the Donkey Kong Country, but like uh, Jake, Maria, let's see if you guys can share some of like your notable video game music that you, you can throw out there just to kind of like get us rolling. I, uh, oh, I, I like the yeah. um, Silent Hill soundtrack. I'm kind of mm. a fan of the uh, Akira Yamaka. Oh yeah. Mainly because I used to play the piano. And so I used to learn a lot of his scores on the piano, like the Not Tomorrow and the Lisa's theme and all that sort of stuff. Like, I really do like those uh, songs. I got to see him live once 
um, doing, and he does a lot of the songs with Elizabeth Mary McGlynn, who does the vocals for the Shattered Memory soundtrack. Um, so yeah, I'm like kind of jamming that a little bit. And so yeah, it's it's one of those like weird ones. It's not something you really want to listen to on the down because it's kind of depressing. But <laughs> it's kind of like I just it, yeah, it's just one of those. After a while, you start listening to it, and you're like, I kind of want to not be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's got, yeah, I I got I got a thing for that. I just yeah, the piano music. I've, I'm a weakness for that. Um, that's kind of like that's kind of like in my opinion, kind of like the best music. That like depressing music. Yeah, I mean it's it's like so it brings emotions, you know. And like I think that's yeah. that's what does it for me with a lot of the video games. Like there's a lot of great games. Like I love like the epic music and whatnot, and you know, but like I think the majority of the music that I listen to is the stuff that brings out like the memories and emotion in me. So it's mm. like, it, it makes me sad, but in a happy way. Yeah. Um, you know, personal experiences, like uh, I love the soundtrack for Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, Ezio's family and uh, what was it? Uh, Venice rooftops. Like I had that on as a kid. Like that was the music I was into a uh, little personal. But uh, when my parents got divorced when I was in high school, like every time I play that game, that's what I think of. Like I think of, running around those rooftops, you know, stabbing people left and right, listening to those songs on repeat. And so like, when I hear that, like it triggers it. And it's like, it's that happy cry because it was such a terrible time in my life, but I loved it somehow. Like it's, it, it's weird, man. It's, it's creepy. What like video game music can do to you in general. That's what music just does in general. Anyway, it takes you to a place, a certain kind of um, unlock, but yeah. Yeah. You uh, connect, you make these emotional attachments yeah. to the music, to the time in your life. Yeah. The first thing that I can throw out there, uh, like it's a, similar to you, Jake, I'm sure a lot of it's going to be the same for me and you, because the first thing that I'm going to go to here is Halo and Halo's themes, Halo's main themes and how hard that hits with me to the point where like, I get that happy, sad, I get the sadness, but it's all nostalgia. It's me thinking about happy times or times like gone past that, you know, are gone like especially old school like halo playing halo back in the day with my buddies doing land parties playing online multiplayer playing co-op through halo one with my buddies that'll it could it's just it's not gonna happen again it's not gonna be the same but like i hear those gregorian chants and the i just i'm gone you know i'm in a different place at that i mean that kind of music does that for me anyway like i i play like destiny 2 like they're the music's so epic it just makes the world feel a lot bigger than it actually is it's just got that very like heroic like holiness to it where it's like oh it's like okay cool um but yeah i think it does that because it's supposed to put you in a mood and so yeah I, and that destiny 2 is another one that i like i really like music but again it's the same people who did halo so different um, composer though yeah mm-hmm. but it's that kind of same kind of feel to it <laughs> i like sonic it's music like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's very iconic like you know like but like you said dan like with halo i think of like run halo one and three like every time i hear that music i was like man like it brings me back to that first time playing it i was playing a uh, split screen with my older brother and just like how epic that was it's like that's it's a feeling you you want replicated but you know you can never really get it back you know like playing that game for the first time over again like you can never really get it back it sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh, by myself. Oh, wow, my Holy cow! It's sad, oh, man. <laughs> what about you, Chase? You got That's happier ones. You want to put this? You got happier music. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
I understand the nostalgia that y'all are talking about, but I, I do and live and breathe this like every day. I still listen to the truck battle of the dinosaurs. I still am listening to Tomb Raider in 1996 by Neil McCree. I, and most of the thing is really because I've figured out how to incorporate it into my lifestyle. And so I work out almost every day as long as my body like feels good. And so I made a video game workout playlist. Oh, yeah. And so I've completely, I've conflated stuff from near, near mm-hmm. Gestalt to, like I said, Tomb Raider, Shadowgate, Turok. And what is the other one? Killer Instinct, the 2016 one, and a little bit of Assassin's Creed as well. And even though I haven't played all of these in terms of beating them or I have or whatnot, I understand the the energy that it brings. And I... I just absorb it as it is. And some of them, the memories that I have, like one of them is an educational game I have. And so it's, it's my warm up for stretching. And it's, I think it's, it's like clue finders, which is one of these mathematical type of games. I went, I was sucked at math when I was in like five, sixth grade. Then I, my father bought this game, but that music is amazing. Like education games have really good music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I use that as a warm up until it gets into some Tim Follin from t- sound time tracks on Sega Genesis stuff. And it's just an eclectic piece of, and then to some Ridge racer. Mm. Ridge racer so I don't really dance. have, and like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, you, I can't, I could be sad. I could choose that, but I, I guess I have the nostalgia, but the nostalgia of the energy that I, I have is mostly, yeah, I remember that, but I'm here now and I'm in, I still get to enjoy it. It's accessible. I don't have to get my Game Boy to put on a sound test or trick my PlayStation to turn the lid on to hear my 1996 Tomb Raider soundtrack <laughs> and use the CD player version of that. I can just go to YouTube or khsinsider.com and have a blast. I mean, there's other amazing. certain songs that I've been jamming lately. Mick Golden with the Doom soundtrack. Yeah, you want to fuck yeah. some bitches up? <laughs> put some Mick yep. Golden on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, see, Mick Gordon did yeah. the 2016 Killer Instinct, so I'm right. jamming off of that yeah. one. The 2016 Doom, you just want to beat people up. Yeah. I never get tired of the old original 1993 Doom, like Master of Puppets ripoff, because it's 100% what that song is. It's just a ripoff I of Master of Puppets. I kind of get sick of it because I hear it all the time. Yeah, you time. specifically, Maria, have <laughs> a problem. It's like listening to Hotel California oh, for you, probably. Uh... <laughs> well, right, right now, as we speak, the other room, there's Doom playing. Absolutely, mm. there's Doom playing in the other oh, room. Yeah. But <laughs> I live and breathe it. Wow. Yeah. So, so her life living <laughs> with like, like a Doom me. fanatic. <laughs> but I, it, in this moment, I had this thought, too, when I think about like when I go to the gym and I work out, actually, one of the things I listen to more often than not, if not typically video game music. Sometimes I do, but what I tend to listen to are actually bands that have music that's inspired by video games. And a lot of my favorite tracks that I listen to, um, are, they're like electronic bands that have these songs that like, if you didn't know any better, they could have been plucked from, a, you know, Metroid from 1993, but then modernized into a new song but they're not like they're hearkening back. Um, and the band that I'm thinking of right now is called Chipsel. And I jam out hard to them. Oh. I don't know if you were aware of Chipsel. <laughs> yeah. We were nominated on that same thing from that thing. So I, and I, oh, okay. I have to meet Chipsel. They're yeah. great. So yeah. Familiar. But yeah. Okay. I was thinking you would say, I'm thinking like more than, I'm not sure if they are 
more than one person now. But so, yeah, it just, it kind of threw me for a loop when he said tips. I'm like, wait, okay, I've been out of the loop for a bit. <laughs> this is one of those things that like it came up in like my Apple music playlist. I'm like, oh, this is a jam. And then they, I'm like adding everything of theirs into my playlist. Uh, and there's a new one that I started listening to called yeah. Algorithm. They're more of a, uh, like a heavy metal version of like just music that sounds like it could have been from a video game, but in much more of like a heavier kind of riffing. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like my thing is like, I listen to a lot of stuff that's, it gives me the feels of video game music without actually being video game music from a video game. Yeah. Which is interesting now that I just, I, I reflect on that plenty, but then I could turn around and like, listen to some of the classic soundtracks that I love. Um, and I'll get to that point where I'm like, I hear this song and I'm like, Oh, nope. This song makes me think of that shitty year I had in 2006. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Skip. Skip. I like See, how I everybody kind of has like that, that gaming playlist for like working out. Like, I love that. Cause it's like, I get in my head sometimes and thinking like, am I the only one that does this? Am I weird? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, I do the same freaking thing. You hear like, a certain you know, level of treadmill of... and you're just like, no, do, yeah. do, 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 yeah. do. Yeah. You get on the it's treadmill like and start playing with like, the sonic thing. Like, let's go. No, it really it does it does make a big difference. No, it does. Because yeah. yeah. I, I I used to run track, and so I actually have the Sonic Adventure, the Lost Maze on there. And I'm not gonna lie, that stuff gets me pumped. And I run, and I I, I you just get into a rhythm, and I just want to just. You do just want to run fast because if you played on Dreamcast, you're obviously not going to be as fast as that. But to do the action with the music outside of the game, it really is kind of cool. So if anyone's interested, they can check out my YouTube. And I, I think I made nice. the playlist public. Oh, man. Seeing, like, I don't know lie. The, the Sonic Adventure theme, the soundtrack and stuff, like especially like the ones where it's got the singing in it and stuff, it's really cheesy. But when you, you start yeah. really getting into it, then you're like, I can't get yeah. all much longer. <laughs> you're like, <"Yeah." laughs> it's like, German. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> like headbanging to Sonic. <laughs> this shit's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that there's like one song that's got like some like hardcore metals yeah. in it, like screaming, like, yeah. Yeah. like, like, what the hell? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah. picturing now, like, running out of treadmill now, like, gotta go fast, gotta go fast. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever played the, um, for the Game Boy Advance, you ever play like the Legacy of Goku? Dragon Ball games and Boo's Fury and stuff. Oh my god, yeah. man. Let me tell you. Like, I know they're remixes from the actual like anime and show, but like it to me, it sounds even freaking better, man. Like, that's a song I put on my playlist. The chiptune um, versions, for whatever reason, are better. <laughs> yes, like 100 <laughs> percent And then there's an there's another game which I've never beaten the game. I've tried to play it, and I just I get caught in this endless like loop to where it's essentially like broken for me. Um, it's called Punch Club. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. It's, to me, the best I, the best no. I can describe it as is like it's like a Rocky simulator. <laughs> um, I think it's by Lazy Bear Games. You can get it on like uh, Apple Store, Android, whatever. Um, I think it's on Xbox consoles too. But the music reminds me so much of Rocky, and as like the perfect workout theme. And like I feel guilty every time I play it and I listen to it because I'm like, I haven't beaten the game. I'm probably never going to go back to it. This song goes so freaking hard, man. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely look it up. It's like it's like a little. The logo is like a bottle cap, like a little soda bottle cap with like a fist. Yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> definitely have to look it up. It's so good. I have to check it up. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's like um any more video game playlists? Go ahead. Playlist video game The um the music to Sonic Mania. That was that was a kind of a surprising one. Um they kind of put a bit of like the retro style to it, but I, I've got it on vinyl. It's that good. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, there's, there's wow. like a um, like a casino level one stuff, and you just leave playing. You're just like fucking, you're fucking jamming out. <laughs> oh yeah, the right, the yeah, the casino level. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but just I'm thinking of the casino level. The two player is on Sega Genesis mm. Sonic Two. That's on the playlist for me, and it's like. <laughs> and it only is what's great about it is that that music doesn't play on a single player. You have to get that. You only play two player to hear that music. So I love right. that they change that. Whereas in you, it's not the same for the the levels the same, but the music is not. If, depending if you have a, another person to play with or you don't. That's yeah. very cool. I have a deep passionate love for legend of zelda especially legend of zelda music and um chase i i believe you've got a little bit of that too if i had anything to guess from um and when we were talking about happy music one of the first things that's popping in my head is some of like the shop musics and some of the zelda games and it's just to get that that just pops in my head and just like you could just jam that i literally just put link in a shop just let him sit there while I go about doing other stuff and just kind of jamming along, mm-hmm. you know, or like the Wii shop menu music. <laughs> that, that, oh, how is man. that so hard? Yeah. How does that go so hard? I know. Yeah. The, just, yeah. The, the Wii, the, something about the Wii music <laughs> is like <laughs> really bad elevator music, but it just gets there. <laughs> it's got a lot of bass to it too. It, like it hits hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head now. I'm like, I'm not mad yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's a good point. Like, I'm thinking for me, when you said Zelda, my, my two pieces came to mind for me from the Zelda series, and it's, it's probably not the most popular because again, my ears are eclectic and I have this obscure taste with the video game music. But that's I what I'm it. here for. The and it is the Link's Awakening yeah. theme. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's the Link's Awakening theme, and I think it's when. If anyone had played, they probably have played it by now on the Switch, but I'm I coming the, the original the back in the day on the Game Boy. And yeah, the original, yeah. yeah, before it was DX and then it was on the thing, yeah. So then you remember when you get, when you find the doll for, I think it might be the Yoshi doll for mm. the baby through the trading. And there's a certain music that goes in for the house. Like, like it's it's so lullaby and tantalizing. And then what also leads into something tantalizing is the observatory song from Majora's Mask. That, and that, that put that on tonight. <laughs> put that on tonight. I guarantee you'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, those those lulling songs, especially like some of the like the great fairy music and just mm-hmm. some of those oh, songs yeah. just like do 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 like it's great, but it's like it'll like lull you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also thinking some of my favorite songs probably come from Wind Waker because I think Wind Waker had some of the best Ooh. energy mm. in some of their songs. Very good. I, I mm. Oh, yeah. yeah the I can't name the tracks off the top of my head. I don't have that. <laughs> no, the, the, that yeah, yeah. Rolodex of library stuff. <laughs> I know what you're yeah. yeah. Ocean theme. Sorry. I, oh, no. Go ahead. You I'm do good. your I'm thing. Yeah. You, you got this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> One of the tracks from a ground. Brave Crusader, ocean theme, Wind Waker, heavily inspired. Okay, that. Cool. You can hear it. You can hear it at some point. But yeah, it's 
absolutely I need to go listen inspired and compare that, now. <laughs> that thing is crazy. <laughs> uh, so now that I'm thinking about it, the, the other thought, and my brain is trying to think of songs that I hate from games, especially because they're like the ones Ooh. that get stuck in your head and you're just like, I fucking hate this song. Oh, Jake, Jake has Jake, one. go for it. I have one. <laughs> and I know it's probably very controversial because people probably love it. I hate it because it puts me to sleep. The Minecraft music. Oh, yeah, the, the little piano. <laughs> yeah. I was not Yo, I kid you not. Like, I, I bought I bought the map packs just so I could listen to different music. So, like, I'm not the biggest Skyrim fan, but I'm like, I'll buy it for that freaking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> just so I will hear. Ding! Ding! That is a good point. Like, like, yeah. if, if, if you're playing that game and you're playing it by yourself, if you're not playing with people, if you're playing it by yourself and you're just like, I'm going to just, all right, crafting, building some stuff, dead quiet, and you just hear the little piano just going off. I'm like, I'm not trying to go to sleep right now. <laughs> it's such a terrible, terrible experience, man. Mind you, this is just mere moments after I talked wow. about this, the equivalent Zelda music that puts you to sleep, but I love it for that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't love it, so. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a hot take too, because the first song that pops in my head of a song from a video game that I absolutely hate is the Dragon Quest theme. Oh, I can't if remember you it. don't know that song. I don't, I don't know it. Uh, like, I was living with a roommate when Dragon Quest Twelve came out, and hours and hours and hours, <laughs> it's just the Dragon Quest theme blasting out of his room nonstop. <laughs> just i'm like you've been playing this game for days how how is it the same song always <laughs> nonstop? and it's just that that main chorus <laughs> oh it, it drives me nuts uh, I had to do it. Yeah, I had yeah. to see if he was going to catch on. It's, it's just the same it's, uh, thing yeah, over and over and over. <laughs> well, disrespectful because I thought, I mean, I thought you would have chucked some headphones at him. But, no, I literally went in there and I was like, are you like, are you just like sitting in the menu? And he's like, no, that's just the music. And I'm like, but it's a bit going on for hours. And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's the same song all the time. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> That's not what I played on Dragon Warrior <laughs> 1 on Game Boy. It wasn't the same music all the time. What did they do? They got lazy or something? Dragon Quest 7 has some of the best Even music Even now when they announce a new Dragon Quest game and it that. starts and it opens with a... Duh, 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 duh. I'm like, no! <laughs> You're like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad commercial you've seen to- so many times. Yeah. And I play Builders. I like Builders, oh. but I hate that music. So you know you got a playlist going on. Yeah. That's not <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your most hated video game playlist. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about the songs I hate. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. KK Slider needs to be kicked in the dick. <laughs> just saying from Animal Crossing, I oh. cannot. I cannot. Oh man, <laughs> it's just I cannot. I just want to take his ukulele and shove up his ass. <laughs> just cannot. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really class as video game music though, but I, I cannot. <laughs> Sorry. For me, I think Maria already said it. It's actually when those those harsh vocals mm. from the Sonic Adventure games like mm. typically come in. I'm not vibing with that stuff. It's just not. It's just there's that energy just doesn't 
someone wants to sing live and learn i'm running i'm living and learning to run the hell the fuck away from that damn song <laughs> so fast. It's like, it's, um, i'm out but one game i remember playing that i thought i really disliked i thought i hated the music turned into be one of the one of my favorite soundtracks that i really love but i can guarantee it's not it's definitely not by popular opinion so it's a eternal oh. ring and so, interestingly enough, years later, Eternal Ring came out on PlayStation 2. Yeah. It was one of those launch games on, in 2000. And if you're not familiar from mm-hmm. software, it made that game. So I remember, I think on my LinkedIn, it says, before there was, there was Eternal Ring. Ring, which I was like, oh my God, Eternal Ring. I there actually was talked Ring. about that. I talked Go about back. that on my old show. I was like, oh, I wonder if Eternal really? Ring and Elden Ring are connected in some way because they're mm-hmm. the same developer. But everything mm. is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah. first person Dark Souls. So, which obviously Dark Souls moves into Bloodborne, moves into Elden Ring. And yeah, yeah and from software before Eternal Ring it is was that. making that other game that was basically Dark Souls in first person. And I, I'm blanking on what it's called. Yes. King's Quest. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I know the most of their, their history of terms of. Yeah, I've been catalog. getting deep into some of that stuff lately. Like I every time I learn another game that I've played was a from software and I had that like holy crap, I didn't know that was from soft. Like I played um yeah, uh Eternal Arms back in the day and then I realized okay. like oh, that's actually a from soft wow, game. No idea that was from soft. And then yeah. uh Ninja Blade, that in front mission. Yeah, Ninja Blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a Togi. But what one Xbox game? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's another one I'm thinking about too. I think they're, they're Evergrace. Awesome. I think I have that and I haven't popped it. We're in going yet. down a FromSoft <laughs> rabbit hole now. <laughs> yeah, I know I was going to say, like, this is, people are like, I don't know where these yeah. ones are going. <laughs> but yeah, so what no, about yeah, Eternal Ring? Price. You were getting into like. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone plays, they, they did the remaster for it on PS4, thankfully, because the PS2 one, the graph the lighting is really harsh to see. I played through the entire thing, but when you first start, it's got this weird MIDI style music. And I remember thinking, I played some video games and some video game music, but this ain't it. I don't know what's happening. There's something weird changed after I continued on through the game. And I'll be fucking damned that that shit really just grew on me by the time I finished the game. I, I have, it's on the playlist of the video game for Gothic game. It's just, it's really good. <laughs> but when you hear it, you're thinking, hell no, what the fuck were y'all thinking? What is your problem? And no, that composer is definitely really, really great. I appreciate that so much because I kind of resonated with it because that's kind of like what my music has been, right? Like it doesn't, at the first listen to the majority of the time, it's not going to catch people right away. But, over, but it lasts over time. And it's not something in a small 30-second loop form. I'm writing music at two minutes, four minutes, six minutes. So I put you on a good journey of knowing that because what you were saying, Dan, was like, how the fuck does this thing play all the time? My mom was saying that when I was playing it. And she was like, I can't do this. You, you're driving me crazy in here. <laughs> you got to turn this off. So when I decided to be a video game composer, I was cognizant about that. But it still went out one of those, oh, hit you with the over-the-tone melody like an Undertale. But what I know is that I know I'm going to get you for the long term in a, in, a, in a very sly way. And it's not going to be one of those like, oh, what is this? This is mostly I can't pin this anywhere, mm-hmm. but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was eternal ring. That's what happened. It was mostly. Uh, why is it doing this? Because by this time, I'm already a video game composer. So I'm analyzing in different ways. But yeah, it's I end up doing a whole breakdown musical article about it 
because it was his masterful. And I think that composer ends up still being on Dark Souls and I think Elden Ring too. So longevity is yeah, and I definitely like all the music in those games. Like a big fan of Dark Souls, Elden Rings composer. Uh, just the way they put together the music and the set pieces, especially with like I mean, Darkwing is synonymous. Darkwing Dark Souls is synonymous now with that the evolution of the boss battle where it starts off one way and then it gets that oh like usually like oh shit <laughs> like here comes another another yeah. you know portion of the boss fight like stuff's getting real now. Yeah, all the way. But yeah, that's that's my love. That was my hate love relationship with Tunnel Ring. But then, at least I gave the example of the one I just can't do. And there's others, but that was the one that came to mind that Maria so mentioned. I was like, sorry, Maria. I'm gonna throw this out special. there because it, I know what it's gonna lead to, and that's Uncharted's theme. Because mm. these two Ooh, both yeah. are massive yeah. Uncharted fans. I'm a massive yeah. Uncharted fan too. But. Is that what the Nathan Drake? <laughs> that, uh, who's that? Nathan Drake. Who's that? Wait. Come on, you can't tell me that there isn't some like deep seated love for oh, Uncharted. The, oh, the the theme, the yeah, the, like the, the theme. Yeah, but but especially there's there's also a part with in the fourth game when mm. there's that part with the piano music on the Jeep. That yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the one I guess. But yeah, no, Nate's theme when it's like from the the intro from the fourth game is the best rendition yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Where they have like all the drawings and like the journal, yeah. like and like yeah. splatters and oh man, you just gotta like that hits me in the feels. Uh, yeah, like and that's like, like that, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's that emotional like feel. Mm-hmm. I want to cry, but like happiness. <laughs> like every time also, I freaking hear it. Also, also, as well, when the credits rolled at the end of the fourth game and it played, and it was just kind of like it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, because they have they have like the slight rendition of it at the end when you're playing. Mm. Everybody here played it. Spoiler alert. And three, <laughs> two, one. I played four. Okay. I played I I played and beat four. I gotta be careful with my okay. words here because it's very important. Like people say you play it, they assume that you beat it. So I played and beat oh. four at Naughty Dog at the studio. I have Ooh. I'm not gonna talk about it. But I played one and I didn't mm. play anything else. So if you're going to talk about the rest of them, I will go back to it. But I've at least I'm on the I'm on the table. For so four. at the end of the fourth one, like the very end, um, the epilogue when you're playing as Cassie and you're running like on the beach to go find, you know, like where the heck is my mom and dad? You hear that slight rendition of Nate's theme. And like that's a, like it reminded me like, like a little piano that Maria was talking about. Mm. Like that gives me chills, too. Every time I hear it. I learned to play on the ukulele. Well I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah. Next week, live performance. Gonna <laughs> 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 say my comic, my, my ukulele to Comic Con. I'm just saying. It's funny that the uh, relationship that I have with the Uncharted or Nate's theme, because for some reason my brain defaults to like the 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 low part of the song when it's just that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank what God one of you saying it because I've been here so quiet because all I could think of is I don't remember the music, but I do remember hearing no <laughs> the whole time. And you already know, yeah, that's what I do remember. I do remember that. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. The death scream. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, I, so thank you for singing it because I'm like, oh, okay. Welcome to the podcast of awful renditions of good music by people's 
faces. It's a shame we haven't gotten taken down by copyright, you know? There are there are certain iconic songs that do like they do have that nostalgia thing. One of the ones for me is the um the intro for Metal Gear Solid 2, The Sons mm. of Liberty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Harry yeah. Gregson Williams, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, was I was just, thinking of him too earlier. I was almost I almost mentioned so, that earlier. I had, a, I had a funny experience. So I, at the time I played Metal Gear 1, 2, and 3 growing up. And I, I brought Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 over a friend's house one day. And he's never seen anything about Metal Gear. And so <laughs> I, I booted up Metal Gear Solid 2. And I'm showing him for the first time. And we sit through the intro and I'm like jamming out and whatnot. And then the intro is over. I turn it off. And I put in Metal Gear Solid 3. And he goes... Why, why did you just play the second one and immediately take it out? We haven't even got to the main menu. <laughs> and I straight up said to him, I said, well, the intro to the second game just goes hard. But the third game is better. I played it for the intro and then just go, but the third game is better. We got to play this. <laughs> so that both, games are, both games are great, by the way. I don't want to derail from <laughs> Metal Gear too much, but this is a small departure. It's another Hideo Kojima game. Tell me if you guys have any connection with this, but Zone of the Enders. Thank no. you. I knew it. All right. I knew it. So Zone of the Enders 2 goes real, real hard. And I absolutely love the theme song that goes along. And I, I actually, so I was trying to show this game to Brandy. And I put on like the trailer for like the PS4 version, the Mars version. I'm like, and it like, if you've not heard this song, I'm like, I can't even explain. It has some of the most intense violin I've ever heard, and it, it's Hideo Kojima's classic editing style with a trailer where it goes really long and it builds and builds and builds, and then it has this really sudden like black screen ending with mm-hmm. credits and then people talking, and you're like, what are they talking about? And then they'll be like, wee wee wee. And like I watch that, and I'm sitting there like, oh, like chills. And Brandy straight looks at me and goes, "This is terrible." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "I'm a violinist, and I could not stand that violin." And I went, "You go to hell. You go to hell, and you die." <laughs> <laughs> so that was a weird moment for me because like Ooh. I love that song so much, and. Then, Brandy just straight like takes it and like throws it in the garbage and lights it on fire. Yeah, like, oh, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> I, don't, I have to hear. I have to hear it. It brings me places. But knowing that you got excited <laughs> when I brought up Zone of the Enders, I'd like to hear your thoughts, <laughs> Chase. Musically, I the only thing I or you're just happy about Zone of the Enders. You don't talk about music in general. <laughs> I'm happy about Zone of the Enders. I did play around the time where people were playing more Metal Gear. So I was in the, it was in that kind of realm, but themes and stuff, it's got that sci-fi orchestral type of stuff. And ironically, like I just actually released a track for licensing that's similar to that. So when you said that, I was like, it, I relate when I'm saying, if you like Zone of the Enders, this track is something like that, mm-hmm. because that's kind of the realm of where, where it's at and things too. And I was just going through my 800 physical copies of games that I have in my catalog that I love. My, I'm a big retro game collector and I found my Zone of the Enders copy. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. It's going to mm. come. It's going to be a day. It's coming. Just, just hang tight. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my little memory. My little memory thing. Ah, 
It's good stuff. Good Going stuff. back real quick to how Maria said she learned the Uncharted on the uh, ukulele. For Metal Gear Solid, I learned the intro uh, on piano quite a few years back. I don't think I remember anymore. And then I, I was able to, I learned the, um, the piano, the guitar intro for Metal Gear Solid 4. I don't know if you remember that, Dan. I know you, you I, can't I don't remember if you played I don't. it a lot or not. But it, it kind of has that like, do, 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 do. And it's like, okay, I know you're, I know you're talking about it. Now, like, it, it hit my head. Thing. I was like, okay, I know you're, t- I know you're talking about now. Yeah. I but, got you, bait. I don't know. Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear has always been like such a great soundtrack, though. And like, I was, I was very sure. I know, Dan, you're, I know you love it too. Metal Gear Solid Rising. Uh, oh, <laughs> there's not a, you find me a song you don't like on there. This entire <laughs> soundtrack is a complete right, banger. Man. I, I had a Nokia 3210, you know, the house brick phone, uh, and I didn't want to buy ringtones, so I programmed the Metal Gear Solid 2 intro into my phone. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> so I had it played. So my phone rang, and it was like... I did the whole song on my phone. I was just like, I was really proud of it. But then I gave the phone to my dad, and he had the Metal Gear Solid 2 ringtone for no reason. <laughs> Uh, so, every yeah. time Maria's uh, phone rings, she goes, Metal Gear. It can't be. Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was skilled enough to put the Uncharted theme on, but I wasn't. I wasn't. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. I remember programming right. ringtones on my on my on my yeah. cell phones, my flip phone, and I oh yeah, that was, I got to get the software. <laughs> Any of the youngins out there are like, what? What? <laughs> you can program buttons. ringtones, cables, <laughs> dial-up modem. I miss my old QWERTY keyboards. You're weird. <laughs> but that was for the yeah, good old it's, days. It's good, it's good times. My back didn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it is. When my eyeballs didn't hurt, <laughs> I'm playing the dark and I want to turn the freaking lights on because I'm sucking the fucking Whoa. water temple. <laughs> I mean, one one uh, soundtrack that did give me anxiety, even though I love the song, is the Sonic Labyrinth level, the underwater um one from the first game. I can't remember the song, but I just know you drown in that level. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, Is it ancient aquatic be, ruin? I think so. It's aquatic yeah, ruin. It's, just, it's the one where you, you have to get in the bubbles and you go, burp, burp, but it's just like, <laughs> it just gives me, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Like, I is love it, it but I. It's like. Yeah, I did a whole transcription of that and I just posted it on my Twitter the other day. So that's how I know what you're talking about. (laughs) 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 If there's ever more iconic levels in a video game between Sonic's water levels and like the original TMNT games, damn water level, like the most anxiety you'll ever get (laughs) out of a person Mm -hmm. with a video game and the music that goes along with it, especially the drowning in Sonic or the timers running out in TMNT and you're trying to swim your little ass yeah. through this <laughs> to the dam. Oh man. Like, you want to oh, talk about god. the dr- <laughs> fear of drowning uh Metal Gear Solid 2 that level oh my god. Again, that game. <laughs> uh, yeah. No that, that was the game that got me like I was like oh my god no I don't want to play this. I don't want to play this. <laughs> I don't play it. Like I, I, I have that weird thing of like Metal I hold my on Game Boy? No no not on like on, on PS2. Yeah, I know. I'm asking, did either of you actually play the one on Metal Gear? Oh. Just out of curious, because oh, no, 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 no. that one's like, yeah, because I know that had some really good music written, the mechanics and stuff too. Just kind of curious. It's, yeah, 
but I know what you're talking about. PS2, <laughs> sorry. Isn't that? I think that one's getting ported though to um. Well, it might be coming to that collection, the, right? The, the collection. I know That'd they're including cool. that. I think That'd they're doing awesome. one and two, okay. and then whatever's in the collection. So that'll yeah. be neat to see because I really gonna... never dove into those. Hold out hope that the second volume of Metal Gear Collection is going to have Metal Gear 4 mm. on it so we can finally play Metal Gear 4 on a different console than the PS3. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about the video game soundtracks without mentioning Grand Theft Auto, though. Like, yeah, we can. Move on. No, the first game <laughs> didn't have any popular music in it. They made songs for the radio and they were custom songs that you could just drive they around and it. listen to. Yeah, it just be like something about someone marrying a truck or something. You get in the little truck and you drive around and it's like, like I'm, I'm married a horse. And you're like, you're just listening to this song. <laughs> it was genius. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm glad I didn't sell mine yet. I'm gonna go back and play radio. that now. I think I have yeah, that there's here like all kinds of songs that they play and you're just like, oh. <laughs> Just, just drive around. Just see now when you talk about Grand Theft Auto uh, music, my first one. thought was Vice City because Vice City was oh, the yeah. first one that brought in licensed music. Yeah, and I love all the music. Yeah, so I thought you were going <laughs> with that. Yeah, I started on four, I believe. Actually, I actually didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. I was San three Andreas. was great though, especially with all the fit. Yeah, I was three Vice City, then San Andreas. Those are the, in that order. I remember. Yeah. I mean, you like talking about, you know, bringing license music, like the Tony Hawk and all that sort of stuff. Kind of killed the video game music oh, thing, though. Oh. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Two. That's it. Oh, my video God. game music out of the window. We're just going to start talking about license so music. But, that vi- but I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on mm. the Game Boy Color. Not only does it play well, it actually does have really good music. I played one on the Game Boy license. Advance, and I, I mean, remember can- that, too. Tony Hawk on the Game Boy Advance. I think was I played really Tony Hawk's Underground 2 on the Game Boy. I don't know if I've ever played the second. I thought that was on GameCube. I think they made I think they made one for the Game Boy Advance. I could be thinking mm. of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, but I thought Oh, that game was great. I don't know. Go ahead. It, it wasn't that great. It sounds I don't like, want to play Now I just want to bust up my Jurassic Park and play that on the Game Boy because that, that's a banger soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the eggs in that game that we have to go collect in the Velociraptors. I, I don't know if many people who play Jurassic Park Game Boy Dance, yeah, so that's 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 a relate. Right? I forgot about that game for years uh, now. Oh my god! Ooh, but we keep going on some crazy wow. rabbit holes, <laughs> like. <laughs> but that's what nostalgia is good, and that's what, that's what music about. is good about. There's like so those many. memories, yeah. And you sit here all day, just yeah. like oh, and then this, and then this. There's like it's just the branching paths that yeah. constantly. Well, that's the thing is, like when we first started, I was just like, I can't really remember them now. And I'm like, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. And then you're like, well, how can we not talk about, you know, we could easily be like, well, how do we not talk about Mario? How do we not talk about Metroid? Yeah. How do we not talk about Castlevania? We'll be yeah. here all night. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> yes, I was going to say Jet Set Radio. <laughs> yes. Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Oh, man. I got Jet X 2.0. That's that, that soundtrack is actually massively good. And actually need to give a, a big love to Exit on the PSP. Just recently on, it's like a puzzle game by Taito. And I'm enamored with this. I've been playing this game for <laughs> like eight years now because I go on and I go off, but it never stops where I, I don't ever have to play it over. Just play exactly where I left off at. And recently level six, when I got to last week, had the eight... I love that music so much because it's got this weird sax that's doing. 
down. I'm like, oh my God, how are you doing this? And it should be annoying for the place, but it's just got this weird core progression. So this is where the obscurity comes in. Whereas in, I don't think generally a lot of people would gravitate to it, but the, the puzzle music in level five drove me up a wall. And this one was such a breath of fresh air. I was like, I don't want to finish level six at all. <laughs> I'm not going to get through any of these puzzles. And then I did. And then level seven, I'm thinking, that's not as cool as six. Why? Why that to me? <laughs> so yeah, I just want to give a big love. I remember that game. Yeah, I, I might it? have like I was big on the PSP when they came out and I was I was trying to play like anything and everything I could get my hands on. But like I know I know the game. Like I definitely remember the game. I can picture the logo and everything. And yeah, then but you said happened. PSP and talk about puzzle games, my first th- thought is like Luminous and like oh Luminous Plus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that first song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shining. Woo. That's on the video game uh, workout playlist too. You cannot <laughs> not work out to that game music. That music pumps. Just the, the way the interactivity. Luminous actually inspired on the Pearl in a oh. way for that to kind of be dynamically there. Yeah, I studied because I studied it, but I, I'm not nearly as good as the people I've come across who can do like get up in that those levels and level 53 and stuff. I, I love the music progression in Luminous. It's crazy. How are y'all doing this? Yeah. It's fantastic. Anyways, yeah, go play that. Go try to see if you can't find anything and everything that we've managed to squirrel all over throughout this conversation tonight. But yeah, that's going to do it for us tonight on Screen Smash. Thank you so much for joining us, Chase. This has been a fantastic conversation. You sit here just nerd out. Thanks for having me. Anything all day. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been definitely a jocularity. Right. Yeah. We like to just keep it real. I don't know what that means in the world of Screen Smash, but that's what we're doing. So thank you, Jake. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Chase. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you all next week on Screen Smash. Goodbye. (laughs) Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. 